Welcome, everybody. This is Greg for Mother's Day episode of Young Black and Baller. This year, I'm doing something special. I went to Granny's house. So I'm at my grandmother's house and we are recording from my phone. So we're not apologizing for the audio quality. It's not mic'd up. So you can just deal with it however you want to deal with it. But Grandma, happy early Mother's Day. Thank you. So obviously, you know, you don't even get your gifts until Sunday. But, you know, either way, you're going to get your gifts. Okay. Um, I'm currently over here, honestly, also because I, I made the mistake of trying to clean our toilet with um, baking soda, bleach, and what's the third thing I said? I think I said um, vinegar, yeah. right? Which is a toxic gas. So it's like, oh, well, this is a great opportunity to spend an hour or two with grandma watching TV, which we'll do after the show, and, you know, catching up for Mother's Day. I have a full docket of things I want to talk to you about. That you can answer and everything like that. Do, do you want to tell the people who you are? I know you as Ma or Grandma. And a lot of my friends, in fact, you know, even like, you know, my peers all know you as Grandma right. as well. But who are you? I am Maddie, a mom, grandma, and a great-grandma. Look at that. great That is a lot of generations. Yes. A, a lot of generations. Um, th- This is crazy because this, I think, is the closest I've been to somebody other than Ma and the wife. In the pandemic. So I'm, I'm very grateful to actually be doing this episode with you during the pandemic. Okay. Um, so this is good. This is good for the soul. I like it. Um, how, how did you feel for, I guess we can start there, with the pandemic, not being able to see family and friends. And like, you know, we had the baby, like not for the first couple of weeks and months, like just being like solo. How did that feel? I was only trying to live. You were only trying to live. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't want to, you know, say, but the the pandemic and COVID kind of messed a lot of things up for families, family reunions, cookouts, barbecues, hanging at people's houses or just saying hi. So we got used to Facebook and social media and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's definitely different knowing that, you know, now that we're at the like the end of the tunnel, we can see light. Yes. Like now we know we can do things like this. So instead of me FaceTiming you, which I'm, you know, you have become a pro at that between that and Zoom. Yes. You know, now you, you know, can start to hang out with people again and do things. So I'm even like, I'm happy that we're doing this like in a year time frame of actually, you know, having COVID. So yes. that's a good thing. Well, um, I guess we can start here. I already have my full document. I'm very excited for this. I've never, I've never done a one-on-one talk with you know, with you at all, like outside okay. of obviously, you know, just us talking or when we're drunk at the Christmas party. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> there's, there's that. Um, I want to, um, I guess you can let the listeners know, like how many siblings did you have overall? 13. 13. Um, that is, that's insane. Um, the reason why, and it's not insane like that, but you know what I'm saying? It just in like, you know, in context, but 13 kids, like a lot of people nowadays couldn't even have two. Correct. Um, a lot of people feel like that's too many kids. How did you feel living with 12 other siblings? It was a lot of fun did, and a lot of fights. Now, why is that? Uh, everybody want what the other person wanted. Mm. You wore each other clothes. You fought over clothes. You fought over food. Mm-hmm. You fought over everything. Oh. But nobody else could fight us. See, that's good. See, I, and that's crazy because I tell people like, you know, Jess is, you know, the only child. And I was like, you, you never really know and appreciate having siblings until like you have them. And, you know, me, for my sister, at least like, you know, Cherish, I didn't have a kid. Well, I'm not a kid. I didn't have a sibling for mm-hmm. six years. Right. And, you know, as, as we're talking, everybody like, you know, we're reminiscing and we will be having a whole bunch of stories and stuff like that. And then my dog is just running around my grandmother's house. He's not peeing a poop. He's just doing his own thing. But, um. Basically, I'm not going to ask you which one was your favorite sibling, but I want to ask you, like, what is a moment that stood out to you in your childhood with, you know, some of your siblings? You can say because there's 12. So clearly, I'm sure you got a story about all of them. But like, what is one story that stands out the most with your sibling? The way I learned to swim. Wait a minute. How how did you learn to swim? Because I can't. I My brother... My, my my baby brother mm-hmm. took me on a on a, took me out into a, a swimming hole. A swimming hole. Yes, and we call it, they say a pond. 
Okay. Now I was on the top up top. He knew I couldn't swim. And he pushed me over into the pond. Mm-hmm. He told me to paddle like a duck. <laughs> and that, that was how you learned? That's how I learned to swim. It was either swim or sink. And clearly you're still here. So I'm you, still you, here. <laughs> so I paddled like that duck. I came up out in that water. Yeah. And that, that's like, do you have any other stories with siblings that like, I know that one, that stands out to me because I think I tried to push my sister into the water, but you know, she's still here too. So, Oh, there's a lot of, mm. a whole lot of, mm. so you, you wearing each other clothes, mm-hmm. getting in public and telling everybody, that's my shirt you got on. That's my blouse you got mm-hmm. on. And then it was a fight on. Yeah. Oh. I had one sister. Oh, she was always doing that. Oh, taking your clothes? Taking your clothes mm. and hiding when my mother called us. Her name was Ann. Her name is Ann. Mm-hmm. She would hide until my mother called everybody's name but hers. When she called her name, and then she'll, say, she'll let us know, Maddie, mom called you. My mom said, you better come from behind that stove because I was calling you too. Mm. She would always push her responsibility off on everybody else. But she will pay for it. Mm. She'll give you. A, she'll give you a dime for washing the dishes. Okay. All right. So I have to add, like you said, you had twelve siblings. Like mm-hmm. you had twelve siblings. Like, can you name them in order? In order, yes. What order? Virginia, Virginia, James, Catherine, Geraldine, Ruby, Clee, Frank. George, Lucille, Anne, Madame May, and Don Lee in Virginia. That that is whew, that, that is a lot. And I, I'll tell you this: a lot of those names, like they they're definitely like they're no longer being used. Oh man, I, I missed one. You missed one. I missed the last was Christine. Christine, yes, Aunt Auntine, Auntine. Um, it, it's it's so weird. Like, she was the thirteenth one. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah, so she was thirteen. So was wait, 13. Where, where did you fall on the list? 13, 13, 12, 11. I was number 11. You were number 11. Mm-hmm. So you, you got the perks of being the baby, but you also got the perks of like, you know, not having to like do all the stuff that the older kids had to do, right? No, we, we ended up doing the same thing. Mm. It's just when one when one left home, it fell into the other one's hand. Mm-hmm. You had to do what the other one that left, you had to start doing that. Oh, see. I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know. So if one if one of us cooking, then we had to learn how to cook for mm-hmm. everybody else. See that that's a lot. Dang, like now, did you do a lot of the cooking? Because I know even to this day you do a lot of the cooking for our family. So when the last five of us was at home, between me and my sister Lucille, mm-hmm. we did all the cooking. Ann can cook. Oh well, don't let her hear that. Well, she she had learned how to cook after she had she learned how to cook after she had seven kids. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So, and do you have any other stories about siblings that you want to you know put out there in the space? Mm. They were little bosses, mm-hmm. and we fought, like I said we fought like mm-hmm. cats and dogs, mm-hmm. and we beat my mother's first, second, third husband up, and we all got a beating. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So we, we're not going to gloss over that. One. You, you beat him up is what you're saying. You, you put a hurting on him. Yeah, that, be, that because he opened the car door and the car was moving when my mother was in the car. Oh. So er, when everybody was standing in the yard, they saw what happened. And when the car pulled off him, then she got the door closed mm-hmm. and he was standing in the yard and he got a beat down. That, that's what we like to hear. I, I like that. I, I like that. But then we got a beat down. Now, that, that, let's talk about that. Um. This generation and even me with my own child and people that I know that have children, they absolutely refuse to discipline their kids with whippings or, you know, spankings. You know, that's the politically correct word is spankings. Right. Um, I feel like when it comes to like children, how do you like how do you discipline a child now knowing how you were disciplined as a child? Like, do you feel like they're not being disciplined enough? That's why the behavior is the way it is. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Because uh, today, fa- uh, parents mm-hmm. 
are their children friends? Yep. I agree. Not so much as mother, father, daughter, and son. They now have become their children friends. Mm. You got to be a parent before you become a friend. And yeah. you never, a, you, you, you love your children, but you never their friend. You are their parents. Yeah. And a, a lot of people, there'll, there'll be some pushback for sure. Someone will say, well, you can still be your friend. You, you can still be a friend to your child. Like, yes, at a point. But there's a difference between the friends that they have that they go to school with and they play on the playground with. But you don't play with your parents. No. Like, there, there's certain things you have to have a, like, a, a, line. a fine line. Right. Where you tell them, you know no. what? I am your parent. You are my child. And, you know, we can have a relationship where you can tell me things. I want you to trust me about things. And I want to be able to know that, you know, I got your back because you've told me all the things. But if you don't tell me things and you get in trouble, I can't defend you. Right. So, you know, then comes those circumstances where punishments may have to happen. Now, I've heard of people saying, you know, I won't whoop my kid, but, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, tap him on the hand or I'll put him in timeout. Like, remember when I was young, that was the thing. Like, you know. Oh, put your kid in timeout. But what does that five minutes do? That that five minutes of isolation doesn't teach a kid a lesson. That doesn't, you know, make sure that they don't go out and do it again. That just means, okay, well, nothing happened to me, but I can go do it again. And all I got to do is sit in the corner by myself for five minutes. No. Parents nowadays, when they when you says timeout, timeout to some kids are just something, well, I can do it again. Mm-hmm. But when you when you put a child in timeout, mm-hmm. And when you talk, and even when you're talking to your child or your grandchildren, whoever it is, you look them directly in their eyes. You get down mm-hmm. to their level. Yep. If they tall, bring you get stand up, you bend to their and looking them in their face, mm-hmm. and you talk to them with an expression on your face that they would never forget the expression exactly. on your face. Yeah, and trust me, like anybody that's in like my age bracket and probably a little bit younger, they know. Because they had parents that, you know, like you said, weren't trying to be their friends. They have that look. Every mm-hmm. Everybody who, at least, you know, for me, it feels like, you know, parents of color. Like, they know that when your mom says something, your father says something, sometimes they don't even have to say anything. It's just the look they it's give. Look. And once you get that look, that is it. There That's is it. no, you know, I will anything. not do it. The word is, oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. And it's it's funny because, like, I look at my mom now and I look at you now. Like, yo, you know the look. You could be 20 feet away. And you might be doing a look for somebody else, but mm-hmm. you instantly feel like, you know what? That was for me also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was for me. And, you know, I think a lot of people just don't under like stand that, you know, we don't really tell people to beat your kids and spank your kids. It's like, but sometimes like, you know, the sweat, the thought of having that done to you again, you don't want it again. Well, I tell you what, mm-hmm. my growing up, mm-hmm. I, it the whole neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Made me grow up. I grew up with a whole neighborhood. And I got a, I think I got a beating from just about everybody. And we live in the country. Everybody that went to my church, I think I got a beating. I, I, no, I got a pop from them. Mm-hmm. As I call it a pop. Because they, were, they wouldn't pop you nowhere. They would hurt you. Mm-hmm. But they would take the back of your hand. Mm-hmm. And they would take their hand. They would pop your hand. And then they would send you to your mama. Mm-hmm. And tell your mama what you did wrong in church. Mm-hmm. And then your then, yes, my mother didn't beat us all the time. No, I didn't get punishment. Mm-hmm. I didn't get beat. She always said, "When I, whenever I do get on you, I'm going to pay you for old and new. Mm-hmm. And I would rather for her to have paid me for the old mm-hmm. and forgot about the new. Because maybe about once every two months, I did something and I know I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And she took me in the room. She closed the door. And she told me, she says, this is where you remember this. You remember that. You remember that. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm thinking to myself, I remember all that I did. Mm-hmm. And I know I was wrong. Yep. And I plead with her, Mom, if you don't let me, if you let me go, I won't do it again. Mm-hmm. But I had already done it three times before she got hey, me. Exactly. And I got a good tail whooping. Mm-hmm. But I said, if it wasn't, and she would always tell me, after she she, she had a stern talk after, she said, the reason you got a beating because you done did so much wrong. And if I don't do, if I didn't give you a spanking, you continue to do it. Exactly. But I love you. Mm-hmm. Do you understand me? And I, I understood what she was saying because she had let me, as we put it, we, she had let me slide so much mm-hmm. until she couldn't let me slide anymore. Yeah. But see, these kids nowadays, mm-hmm. they slide so much 
and the parents look the other way yeah. until mm-hmm. it become a problem for the metro, uh, become problem for the police department. Mm-hmm. And even when it used to be, if one of the, one of the church members, if they didn't pop me or nothing, and they just let it go, they just give me an eye look. Mm-hmm. When they told my mother what I did, mm-hmm. my mother and I said, no, they, they're not telling the truth on me. They're telling the story. They just want to get me in trouble. I got more in trouble by saying that than if I'd have shut my mouth and took the whooping. Mm-hmm. When she, and she never said nothing. After she spanked me, though, she would tell me. Why would a grown person lie on you something you did in church? But these parents nowadays, mm-hmm. you can walk up, if they you see them doing something wrong outside, and you tell their parent, my child don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't believe you. Yeah. So And they don't believe you until that child's in trouble. Mm-hmm. Then the first thing they said, when the police, something happened to them with police, or something happened in school with them, the principal calling, to, calling home, first thing they said, not my child, mm-hmm. but they don't know their child. They know their child when they're around them, but when they get out in public and everywhere, it's a different child. Mm-hmm. That's why parents nowadays should, if a per, if a parent, anybody, mm-hmm. walk up to teachers, walk up and tell them about their child, they should listen. Yep. Very contented. Mm-hmm. And never say, my child would never do that. Exactly. And go home and just have a long talk with that child. Put them on punishment if you don't believe in spanking. Mm-hmm. Take all the electronics away from them. You got to be home at quarter after six or three. If that's what time school get out at three o'clock, mm-hmm. quarter after you got to be home. Yeah. No activity or nothing. And they'll learn. Yeah. But as long as you let them keep, you keep buying them and keep buying them. Mm-hmm. They'll never learn. Yeah. But a lot of parents, like you said, like, you know, their punishment is giving them more gifts. More gifts. It's like you you can't do that. You can't say, oh, well, you know, I'll give you your phone mm-hmm. or something like that. When I used to get punished, it used to be go to your room and read a book. And, right. you know, there's no, oh, you can watch the TV. Mm-mm. And, you know, back then there was no iPad. There was no iPhone and stuff like Mm-mm. that. So you had to learn to read. You had to write. Um, I remember writing 300 times Time. the same sign, you know, the same line over and over and over. And, and that not only is it something to stick into your head, like, yo, I'm not going to do this. By the, the 50th time you've written that, and you know that you still got to write it 250 more times and yes. you got to number it. Like th- those are things that, you know, to a lot of parents nowadays, they would consider that a harsh punishment. They right. would think that's, you know, you don't treat a kid like that. But it's like, honestly, the way I came out and a lot of kids who probably had similar outcomes mm-hmm. came out better than you know, the parent having to, and this is what happens now every day. You see it in stories and stuff like that, where the parent ends up locking their bedroom door because they're afraid of what the kid's going to do to them in their sleep. Yes. You you have to, you know, to me, in my personal opinion, you have to instill a, a, a ounce of fear and in then, your kid. Your child. Yeah, you don't, I'm not saying you need to harm them. You need to do anything bad to them, but you definitely need to make let, sure you let them know that you are the parent and you know, the, the famous quote is, I brought you in this world, and I'll I, take you out. And I take, and my mother said, I saw my mother, my brother, one other thing that happened to me, one of my siblings, mm-hmm. my brother, I was, I was, I was pregnant with my first son, mm-hmm. with my first child. Mm-hmm. We was at my aunt's house on New York Avenue. Mm-hmm. My brother had been in the military since I can, when I was a little girl, he was in the military. And my brother and his wife was arguing. And my mama wasn't but four feet five. Mm-hmm. If she was that. And she talking, um, we told her that he was out there slapping his wife. Mm-hmm. My mother went out there. And he was in his military uniform. His shoe was spit shined. It was shining so you could see your face in it. Mm-hmm. His little hat on his head. He thought, the metro, uh, he, he thought sure that Army had him down pat. Mm-hmm. My mother went out there. And it was, I, I never forget it with ice on the ground. Right at New York Avenue where that McDonald's is right now. Her mm-hmm. house right across the street from there. My mother went out there. She bought up her little fist. <laughs> and she hit him right in his chest. He slipped on that ice. <laughs> and he fell on his back mm-hmm. in his army uniform. Mm-hmm. At that time, he had to be at least, at least 45, 50. Mm-hmm. And she put her little feet in his chest. And she told him, I taught you never to hit a woman. And he said, but mom, I'm grown. She said, not in my book. 
I birth you and I key you faster than anybody else will in this world. And when he got up in there, his whole back end was wet. <laughs> and she never moved her feet. And he never tried to push her off of him. Mm-hmm. Ma, it's cold nothing. He never said, I'm a word. He just laid there and looked at her mm-hmm. till she got finished what she had to say. And he told, and she told me, she said, if I hear of you ever hitting her again, it's going to happen again. I don't care if you're 90 years old. Mm-hmm. And if I'm 190 years old and I'm around, you're going to know this day again. And he would tell us all, mm-hmm. mommy business. Yeah, that's, Sparky's running around as we're talking, but, you know, he, he's just doing his little thing. But, you know, me personally, I've never, like, since you, you're bringing her up, your mom, uh, I personally, I never had an opportunity to meet my great grandmother, mm-hmm. um, your mom. So to me, to see, like, Skylar and you, like, spend time, that means a lot to me because I never had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to ask you, like, what were some, like, some things that you, like, remember about your mom that, you know, you can relate to me that I've never, like, stories I would have never heard or things about her that, you know, even, like, say if, like, my mom, my aunts, they hear this, like, they're like, you know what, that, yeah, like, I remember those stories. I remember her. How do you remember her? Mm. Oh, boy. That was one caring little lady. Mm-hmm. She didn't play. But she has so much love and so much wisdom. She taught me the things I, I know now. And I don't I know if it hadn't been for her giving me no spanking to teach me the right road. I know I would have been someplace in jail. Who knows where I would have been? Mm-hmm. But she always taught all her children. There's one thing you always remember. God is watching everything you do. Don't think you can do something and nobody and nobody's watching you. But God is watching. Mm-hmm. She taught all her children. You had to go to church. Whether you became holy, sanctified, whatever you did. But it's part, it wasn't the point of us getting religion. It's the point of us. We were going to know that Bible. Mm-hmm. That was our first book. Mm-hmm. She made sure that. And she taught, taught us one thing. You never close your Bible. If you close the Bible, you'll never read it. Mm-hmm. And that was her motto. Never close your Bible. As she walked into your house, she didn't care who you was. <laughs> and she see the Bible open. She said, excuse me, I need to do something first. She go in and open your Bible up. She didn't care where it, where it came up at. Mm-hmm. She opened the Bible up and she'll sit down and she said, I don't believe in a closed Bible. That's the only book that you do not close. Mm-hmm. Even when the page get brown, turn it to flip another page. Mm-hmm. And I'll be telling my kids, I told them all as they were growing up. Treat people like you want you like you like for yourself to be treated. Mm-hmm. You know. And when, if you walk into a room, more you tell her, if you walk into a room and it feels that you don't have you have a feeling, walk out. Yep. And boy, did I walk out a whole lot of time. Yeah. But sometimes you just feel that like somebody telling you, like, you know what, like leave. I, I told you. Yeah, you need to leave. Mm-hmm. You need to leave danger. But kids nowadays, they can they can be standing there with people, and then something's happening, mm-hmm. and they stand there, and they're. I'm, I'm sure that some of the parents have told them, if you're with people and something's happened, leave. Yep. Kids don't pay attention to parents no more. Mm-mm. That's because the parents say, you know, that's my child. Don't try to correct my child. Yeah. It's not that the person is trying to correct that child. Mm-hmm. It's trying to keep that child out of danger. Exactly. And then when you do keep my danger, then they first thing say, "Well, oh, thank you." Mm-hmm. They know how to say thank you, but you could easily walked away, and that child could been a whole lot of you know at harm length. Because mm-hmm. I think I got, I know I got five. Was I had six grandchildren, mm-hmm. and what three great grand? But now I've gotten one, two, three, four, five. I think mm-hmm. I got five more kids on the block. They mm-hmm. called me grandma too. Mm-hmm. And these are kids under five years old. Yeah. Because like a lot of like nowadays, a lot of kids don't have grandparents. They have friends, like you said. Mm-hmm. And they also, they don't know what like, I don't say a family structure, but what a grandparent or grandmother is. Mm-hmm. They see that as, oh, like a lot of these grandmothers now are like, you know, they're just like the 35, children. 40. They're just like the children. They hang out with the children. Yeah. Wherever their children go, they go. They go to a club. They go to a club exactly. too. Exactly. And 
I, I, me myself, I feel like this. I would never go to a club and my daughter go with me. Mm-hmm. Even when I, I even when they, my daughter was teenagers mm-hmm. and they were going to the club, I stayed home. Yep. You know, and I was in my 30, I was in my 30s then. Yeah. But these 30 years and 35 years old, you know, grandmothers now, mm-hmm. cause there are some grandmothers that's 30 in their 30s. Yeah. And, and they, they and children are teenagers at 30, they 35 and the children mm-hmm. like 15 or 16 years old, cause they have them now so early. Yep. And they hang out at the club, everything with the children. Yep. So I, I guess I got like, do you feel like these fam, like families these days, they aren't big enough? And that's why a lot of that happens because they don't have the community of cousins and relatives and things like that or but they, some of them do have family like that mm-hmm. but the younger generation i found they don't know what family is yeah until they need it they until they need their family mm-hmm. then they can come to your family exactly but they don't know what family is you know they don't know what it is to sit down in other words kids now they don't know what it is like to sit down at the table Mm-hmm. And the whole family at the table at one time eat meal together. Exactly. Everybody eating at different times. Mm-hmm. Which and, is crazy when you think about it, because it's like, why are you like this? Like, why? Like, why can't we just all sit down for them? Why can't we all just do something together? Well, and, and to my, until you was born, even you were born, mm-hmm. and everybody, all the kids were at home. We one one meal, one dinner that we always sit down to was. Sunday, Sunday mm-hmm. breakfast and Sunday dinner. Mm-hmm. That was because I was working. Yeah. All the children, some of the children was working and everybody had different hours. Mm-hmm. But Sunday was a day, eight o'clock. If we, if we were going to church, we come back, we had dinner, had breakfast, and then we had dinner together. Mm-hmm. Now, the rest of the week, maybe not so. Mm-hmm. But that was a, that was one given day that you had to have food together. Mm-hmm. But then the fast food restaurant, Wasn't plentiful like it is either. Yep. That again. That's why a lot of people can't cook. But I mean, you know, that's a story for a whole nother day. Yeah, that is. Um, So (laughs) some people didn't know don't even know how to cook a hamburger. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy to think about, but it's the truth. Like Mm -hmm. you know, I tell people all the time, they're like, "Why did you learn to cook?" I'm like, by example. Like you don't. I get it. We have like recipes online and stuff like that. But why learn somebody else's recipes when you have family right there that can teach you theirs? Right. So I've just been cut of that cloth where like. You know, you'll see me sometimes like when you're making Thanksgiving dinner or something like that. Like even when I lived with you, it was like, all right, I'll come down here and watch you. I might steal some, you know, some chicken wings or something like that in the midst of you cooking it. But I'm, I'm definitely going to you know, learn I'm, how to I'm, do yeah. it. Yeah. Like you learn how to cook that macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Like I, I had to. And the reason why is like, you know, it's not it's not even like uh like a length of time like span type of situation. But what if you want to make it for yourself? Right. You wake up one day, you're like, you know, what? I really want some mac and cheese. Right. How about I go make it? Yeah, just go around in there because it, it's in your head. Yeah, but yeah, but um, my whole wish for my great grandchildren mm-hmm. is I I hope they learn mm-hmm. one thing in life: life give you nothing. Mm-hmm. You got to earn it. The some of the generations they think my mom and daddy should work hard all their life. Yep. Leave them something behind mm-hmm. and to make it a cushion for them. Exactly. It's not a cushion for them. It's they gotta learn to come up the same way their grandparents, great grandparents, everybody else came up. You gotta earn it. Mm-hmm. Go to school, get an education, because there's one thing they can't take away from. Can nobody take the education away from you? Exactly. They cannot take it away from you. Exactly. So this this is going to be a heavy question, but it's it's not really heavy because I mean you you've had time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um what is your definition of family? Family is whenever, when one hurt, everybody hurts. Mm-hmm. My with, to, with me, as the, as the younger generation of my own children, my own sisters, and everybody else, mm-hmm. it's like if they want to know something, there's always one in the family that you know you can count on. Mm-hmm. In my family, we. We have grown apart. The younger I put the younger generation. My my great my grand my nieces are more bonded with me than I am with them. I'm bonded with their children, 
but not as tight as I am with their mama. Mm-hmm. You know, so to me, family is when I pick up that phone and call you mm-hmm. and say, can you? It should never be where it say, I'll think about it next week. If you can do it, you can. You don't, you don't hurt nobody feeling sad. I can't do this right now. Exactly. Can you come and t- I, I need to go to the doctor. Can you come um, take me to the doctor? No, I can't. Auntie, I can't do it, but I'm going to make sure you get there. Mm-hmm. And then another member of the family steps in and somebody come to your aid. Mm-hmm. But people nowadays, if you call one of your some family member you call, it's like family. Yeah. People said the code was separated family and kept us apart. Yeah. A lot of us was a, a lot of them was apart. Mm-hmm. Before COVID even started, exactly, they don't pick up the phone, they don't make a phone call. Mm-hmm. Some some older the older generation have the same phone number for years, mm-hmm. and they know it. They don't pick up the phone. They don't call. A simple uh, uh, a drop up a card in the mail says, "How are you doing?" Mm-hmm. That'll make somebody smile. Yeah, but. Mm-mm. They said COVID did this. COVID didn't separate mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Family yeah. separate on their own set. Yeah. And, you know, I, I tell people like on the main show and stuff like that, they ask me about like my family or our, you know, our family, both on my father's side and on our side. And they're like, you know, are you close with them? I was like, I would love to be close with them. But the thing is, like, I, I'm not cut of the cloth where I have to reach out to people who don't want to be, you know, reached out to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge like fan of Facebook and, you know, messengers and messenger talking to people on their wall mm. um even like a simple phone call and stuff like that 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 to me is major um but at the same time i'm not going out here like you know duck hunting looking for well, for people right and you know i you know from what i always say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill is gathered from our families like at least from our extension like we we try mm-hmm. um and you know there's always like every family has turmoil and drama and stuff like that right but you know a lot of people fail to realize like every family has that every family has every family has it. so you know i tell people on the outside you know from the outside looking in it's like you might see it as like this is an extreme but it's an extreme to you because you're watching a tv show instead of starring in it right and you know, this is like my own friends, you know, people who are like in our family and stuff like that. I've seen even their personal dramas. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I just wish the best for them. And the reason why you want to is because you don't want to see people hurting. You don't want to see people upset mm-hmm. and stuff like that because you, you're not that person. I'm not that person. You're not that person. And like nobody that I know is that type of person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes you just, you know, I will say sometimes you step back and just let people be who they are and they'll come around eventually. They'll come around. Yeah. And I, I think that's the best approach to family. It's what you said on top of like, I guess my definition is the people you love, they don't have to love you. They just need to, you know, be receptive to the love that you're given. Right. And I hope, I, I really hope that people know that because, you know, the, the quote for like the young folks is giving people their flowers while they're still here. Yes. And, I believe in that. Yeah. But it, it just feels like, you know, I like even like with this episode and stuff like that, I'm I'm sure someone won't appreciate it. Someone will be like, well, why like why like do an interview type of like podcast with your grandmother, stuff like that? I'm like, these are things that you have the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. Why not do it? Why not? You, you and you and I, like we talk on the phone all the time. I come past all the time. Like I've gone. I've come here in the snow when in the middle of a blizzard. Right. Um, you know, everybody knows. Only to catch me not shoveling snow. Yeah. Which is you try to catch me shoveling that snow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I definitely thought that day, like for anybody who's listening, um, basically I lived roughly like a five minute drive from my grandmother a couple of years ago. And we had a really big blizzard. What? That was like seven years ago at this mm-hmm. point. And, you know, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, she's like, well, Greg, where are you going? It's like 22 inches of snow on the ground. I was like, I'm gonna go check on grandma. And she was like, but the car's in the garage and like, you can't get out off of our street. I was like, I walk. So I, I walked this roughly like three and a half miles, I guess. So three about, and a half, about like two, three miles. Two miles. Yeah. So I walked it. 
in the snow. There's no cars on the street. So I'm just walking on the pa- the street that's pretty much halfway paved. Had ice and stuff or whatever. And I came and saw you because I was like, she better not be out here shoveling the snow. Because my grandmother, for anybody who knows who she is or know of her, you, you're very independent. Yes, so I am. When it comes to like, you know, snow and stuff like, oh, I got it. It's like, no, you don't. Like, we visibly know that you don't have it, but you in your mind, you're like, you know what? No, I got it because I don't want to ask people to do it for me. Right. And, you know, I came in, you know, and it was so funny. I came in, I knocked on the door. Actually, I didn't even get to the knock on the door. No. You saw me coming down the street. Yeah. And, and I, I was standing in the doorway with standing my the doorway. phone hooked to my, my mm-hmm. shirt. Yeah. I'm there's like, a, here you come. There's a photo to this day. And it's crazy because you would just by, you know, happenstance, you were wearing a shirt with Cherish and I on it with, yes. that we had gotten. I was like, okay, th- this is too cosmic here. And yep. I was like, you better not be going out there to shovel snow. And, you know, I spent some time shoveling the snow for you. Not not because like you asked me to do it. It's like, yo, those are things that you do. Like mm-hmm. it's certain things that, you know, I've learned from our family members and their families and yes. even my friends. Like, yo, you just don't you don't have the women in your life, the like the matriarchs of your life, men or women, you know, that are a little bit older. Like just do things, because if I wasn't here to do it for you, like a neighbor should have done it. Oh, um, and they were playing. I'm saying, Miss Maddie, yeah. you and me cut, you and me taking and uh, shelter from. Oh, it'd be all right. Mm-hmm. I can do it after a while. Yeah, but we, we've gotten to that point in life where a lot of people they, you know, they don't appreciate people while they're here, and they, they kind of it's like I'll leave you alone, you leave me alone. You like to be that, but then you know if something would ever happen to a person, it's like oh my god, I I should I, yeah, I should have done like, and I I never want to live with like the day is like oh well I could have done these things, I could have said these things. So that's why, like, you know, this is one of the main reasons like, I wanted to do the show. You never know what's happening. Like, I didn't know that it would be this soon. We could actually be doing a show. Right. I didn't know that we would be able to be sitting three feet from each other, let alone six. So, you know, that's, you know, I have a like a huge like deal of gratitude for that. You know, I, I just really hope a lot of people wear their mask so we can continue to do that. Well, I'm going I'm, to I've got my shots and I'm going to continue to wear my mask mm-hmm. and to such time that I feel like I'm safe. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, we have to, we have a cu- couple more things. So you the one thing we haven't talked about, though, is your children. So mm-hmm. you have children. Who are they? My my oldest son is James Simmons. He passed away November the 20th, 19. Mm-hmm. He was 54 years old. Now, he wasn't perfect. But he was a he was a caring person. Mm-hmm. Now he was family orientated. He was like his family didn't nobody mess with his family. We had our ups and we had our downs. But he was a true uncle, mm-hmm. son, brother. Mm-hmm. And anybody else he met that he called his friend, he'll go out and wait for his friends and everybody else. Mm-hmm. He did do that. And but he also tell you He'll tell you about yourself at the same time. Yeah. He saw like I am. Yeah, yes, he would. He would tell you about yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, then my second, my second child, that's your mama, Sherry. Mm-hmm. Sherry is a miniature image of me. Yes, yes, she is. She's a miniature. Uh, she's a mini me. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a workaholic. Mm-hmm. She says she says what's in her mind. Mm-hmm. She don't mean to hurt no feelings, mm-hmm. but some people take. Because people, people now they can't take the honest truth. Yeah, and she's gonna tell you, tell you. Now you may not like it, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. She'll get over it, and she'll walk walk on away from you. Mm-hmm. You know, and if 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 she can do something for you, she will. But she don't like to be used. Mm-hmm. You know, and but now once you been once she you try to use her, she'll do it for you. Yeah, she'll do things for anybody, but. Then you turn around and she see that she she got like me when she figured out that no mm mm-hmm. they using me yep she gonna pull away from me. you won't hear from her no more mm-hmm. you know now Emily mm-hmm. the baby girl Emily is a Gemini <laughs> yep she's a twin mm-hmm. and Gemini's mm-hmm. butt head yeah with cancer mm-hmm. me and her butt head all the time. Mm-hmm. And she always said, Ma, you don't love me as much as you love Jimmy. And Sherry, I told her, I said, Emily, I love you just as much mm-hmm. as I love them, yeah. but in a different way. Mm-hmm. I said, they three of y'all. I love one one way, one the other, and another, another. No parents 
even if they tell you they do, they're not telling you the truth. Exactly. No parent love each one of their child the same. Yeah. Every child get a different love. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you was born, and all the other grandchildren were born, Sher- uh, Emily said, "Mom, why is duty your special grandson, <laughs> your special child?" I said, "It's not the point that he's my special child, grandchild." Gregor was born the day after I buried my mother. So he have a special place in the whole generation mm-hmm. because everybody rallied around Sherry the day she went in labor, the day of the of her burial. Mm-hmm. And the next morning after we put her in the ground, then you came along. So the whole family was here. Mm-hmm. So that's how everybody keeps saying, everybody keeps saying Gregory is the special grandchild. It's not that. Mm-hmm. But it was just a circumstance. It was a circumstance. And. You know, not only that, but when you were born, mm-hmm. you had a lazy, so like a lazy eye like mama had one. <laughs> so everybody could see that. Uh, so it was almost like you know, like reincarnation. Like when you said, um, oh, mama came back in Gregory. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and for a long time, everybody, you said, you know, uh, Gregory is, is grandma, mm-hmm. a mom. And Christian, my, your auntie, mm-hmm. you was her, even with, um, even with her, mm-hmm. you was nephew. There was a lot of nephews now. Mm-hmm. Sparky, cut it out. Hey, but saying? uh, but uh, you was the you was the even though Christian had a lot of nieces and nephews, you was her special nephew. She got she got a lot of heat from that too. Mm-hmm. I think we both got heat from it. But it's just that when you're in a family and it's a big family. Mm-hmm. We love everybody. We this family here in my family. They, cause they're three different families. My mother was married three times. Mm-hmm. The first family had there was ten children. Mm-hmm. The second family was two children, mm-hmm. and the last family was one child. Mm-hmm. And so that was it. Was by being big, there was when my mother passed away. She had fifty nine grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And with that, with that being said, there was a lot of love. No way. You said 59? My, when my mother died, she had 59 grandchildren. She had all my brothers and sisters. I think I'm the only one. There's, there's three of us had like two mm-hmm. or three. The rest of them had eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Now, right now, since the last time I count my mother's great-grandchildren, mm-hmm. mama has five generations. Mm-hmm. So my 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 brother and sister children they got children they got and they children got children they children got children. Mm-hmm. So one of my niece have my mother's sixth generation mm-hmm. in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And now my niece got eight children. Mm-hmm. My brother's daughter got eight children. Then her children got between eight, between five and eight children. Each one of her children got between five and eight. Mm-hmm. So eight miles up. So yeah, that that's a dang that's. And most families, like, they don't even know they got generations. They just figure, okay, that's my mom, that's my cousin, that's my brother. That, that's, that's, that's it. The, that's it. That's not, it. Not realize, like, you know. Two oh. years ago, what, three years ago? Three years ago, we had a family reunion in, King, in Kingsville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I never seen so many people. Yeah. So many grand, uh, so many nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. And since there's only two of, two of my, two of us living now out of 13, mm-hmm. we become like a matriarch for the whole family. And I guess I'm the one that, since my mother, I was home with my mother towards the last, and I took care of her for five years before she passed. And before then, we always said, I always ask the question, mm-hmm. Mom, who is these and where is this? Who is this and who is that? And I would tend to just write things down. Mm-hmm. And so now they ask me questions as to who is this one? What relation is that person and that person? to? I can just tell them all. Mm-hmm. My mama said, this is so-and-so, and this is so-and-so. This yeah. your aunt, this is your cousin. And, you know. Yeah. So we, we got all three of the, the kids out of the way. Um, but you have, you know, you already said you have grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and me, obviously, I'm one of your grandkids. I, I want you to talk about your other, your grandbabies. Not not including me. I, this You and I, we do this dialogue all the time. But Okay. The, um, the second one. Chanel, mm-hmm. she's 
she used to be tight with the family. Mm-hmm. But when my son got married to his wife, it became a rift mm-hmm. between him, between her and her father. Mm-hmm. And her mother kept her away from us mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. So now she's like a little stand off yeah. and a little distant. Mm-hmm. And, but that don't mean I don't love her. Mm-hmm. And I tell her often. Mm-hmm. I tell her how proud I am her of her accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I tell her how proud I am of her, mm-hmm. and I and I told and I always tell her, uh, um, wish her well mm-hmm. for everything she does. Mm-hmm. Not that I get any return answers, but I tell mm-hmm. her this mm-hmm. through Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm praying that one of these days she'll wake up mm-hmm. and come turn around and come back, mm-hmm. as I put it. So if like I, I guess I'll interject here. Like with with her, you know, that's probably like one of my favorite cousins. Like I, mm-hmm. all of them are my favorite. Mm-hmm. But you know, Chanel and I are close. We, mm-hmm. I mean, it was her and I for uh, for a long uh, time, a very long time. And she does a lot, like a lot of things behind the scenes that like you don't know about that a lot of the family don't like. For my daughter, she'll send her things. She'll contact Jess. She'll contact me. And you know, she is. I know she wants to be like you know a part of family, but she's like me in a sense, like. I, I love my family, but some sometimes I just rather just be alone because it, it causes less drama, less conflict. And but you know what, though? Mm-hmm. It's good to have that conflict because mm-hmm. you can talk it out and you can go through it together. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's good when family have conflict, mm-hmm. but you don't pull away from a family. Mm-hmm. You don't because those same family may have to give you blood to deal. That's true. Some of them person, some of that family may have to give you a kidney to make you survive. Yeah. Some parents have even some family have even give family member hearts so they can continue to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So you never pull away from family. Mm-hmm. No matter what you, no matter what happened in life, you can you can argue. You can, and I mm-hmm. know, like I said, me and my siblings argued all the time. We fought mm-hmm. like we were getting a yard fight and we would beat each other up until we were blue and everything else. Mm-hmm. But nobody else couldn't touch it, touch us. So if if you like, you know, obviously y'all aren't in like bad terms, none of that. But I'm just asking, what is one thing if you could say to her and she could hear it back that you want her to know about your relationship with her and how you feel about her? I just want to let her know I love her. Unconditional. Okay. Unconditional. She don't have to have now penny. She don't have now dollar. All she need to know, all I want her to know is. I love her to the day I'm gone. Okay. And, and you know, whether she come around, don't come around, just remember that I do love her. Okay. And now with her brother, mm-hmm. that, was a, that was a third grandchild. Mm-hmm. One time he was a little standoffish, but then he came around. Mm-hmm. And, and like him, like you, mm-hmm. He was one of my, he's in my heart too. He was in my heart too. Mm-hmm. Because he always pop up unexpected. Mm-hmm. We sit here and talk for hours. And he was going through a lot of changes. So he told me his, he told grandma a lot of his deep secrets, mm-hmm. which I would take to my grave with me. Mm-hmm. And, and I listened. And I just ensured him, let me know, let you know that I love you. You know, and I'll be here for you anytime you want to come over here and talk. Mm-hmm. Grandma, right here. Mm-hmm. You know, and my third. Well, you and your, well, you wait, because it's me, Chanel, Dave. And uh, Brittany. Brittany's mm-hmm. next. Mm-hmm. Br- me and Brittany. No, no. Ch- wait, is it Cherish no. or Brittany? Mm-hmm. Brittany's first, right? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? I don't know, but I'm oh, just calling as I see him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, just call him out randomly then. Mm hmm. Brittany. It was Davion. No, it was. There was Chanel and Brittany, and mm-hmm. then De- Chanel, Davion, and mm-hmm. then Cherish, mm-hmm. like that yeah. order. But with Brittany, my son and her mother was married. They didn't get along. They got a divorce, and one thing led to another. Mm-hmm. And like I said, sometimes parents keep the children away from grandparents and mm-hmm. the family, mm-hmm. so they don't get to really know the love that they could have had mm-hmm. because they were kept away. But when children get a certain age, they're going to find them. They're going to find their family mm-hmm. one way or the other. Exactly. 
So that means got to get away from mom and daddy. They're going to find family. Yep. And that's what Brittany have done. Mm -hmm. Then they cherish. Mm -hmm. Well, she's been there all the time. Yeah. She ain't going nowhere. She ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know, she, she, she may not call for a month. But then mm -hmm. all the ones you call them, want to know where you at and where you been because mm -hmm. I called you. Yep. If I don't answer the phone. Mm -hmm. So I don't worry about her. Mm -hmm. I worry about it, but I don't worry about her. Mm -hmm. I figure she'll call me once a month. Mm -hmm. And that means a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, she don't have to call her every day. Just call her, Grandma, I'm doing fine. Mm -hmm. I know you sitting over there worrying about me. Yep. Yes, I am. What happened to your finger that you can't dial that number? Mm -hmm. But Grandma, I've been working. I've been doing it. Okay, then. All right. And then it. Dakota. Mm -hmm. The baby. The baby boy. The baby boy. The whole clan. Mm -hmm. Baby grandchild. Mm -hmm. There's no reason. But he saw like his mom would her mom his mama Gemini Emily. Mm -hmm. He saw like his mother. Dakota don't he never he he's he always was on the mama. Mm -hmm. And he don't come around he don't come around Every once in a while. Mm -hmm. I wish he would, mm -hmm. but he don't. But he will sooner or later. Yeah. He will come around sooner or later. And, I, you know, to, to give all the, the grandkids like they're like just do, all of us, I feel like every single one, you know, I, I'll even throw me in the bubble. Um, all of us, we love you equally. And I know a lot of them feel like their love isn't being reciprocated equally. But, but it, that's absolutely not the truth. Mm -mm. Um, I feel like you love all of us equally, including me. Because trust me, I get, I get chewed out. I think a lot of people feel like, oh, what's the favorite grandkid? I'm like, yeah, but I have a lot of pressure. Um, and I've noticed with these, you know, with the other grandchildren, like the pressure that they get, not just from their grandparents, but their own parents. Mm -hmm. um, like they've done so much more. Like whenever I see Chanel, I know for I'm proud of her. Like. She's getting like every degree Like she has. I'm like, how do you have so many degrees? Like I am. I like I said, I am so proud of all her accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Every time she posted, she gets something else. Mm -hmm. I I post, go back to her when she posted. I take because I don't know her telephone number. Mm -hmm. I post when I see her posters. Mm -hmm. I congratulate her and tell her grandma is very proud of you. Mm -hmm. Keep up the good work. Mm -hmm. I let her know how proud I am her when she posts something on Facebook because I'm, I'm like I said I don't know that Instagram stuff. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know that. Mm -hmm. But when I see her post something on Facebook, mm -hmm. I let her know I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. And and congratulations on everything. Mm -hmm. Like like one time she posted, I don't know how long it's been ago now. Mm -hmm. She went up in some part of the mountain mm -hmm. and lived in a tiny house for a weekend. Mm -hmm. And I saw it. And, I, and, and um, she was saying how nice she always wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying to myself, Gee, she she got the same idea I got. Mm -hmm. I said, because when they start building these little tiny homes, I used to tell myself, yep. I would love to visit one of them little tiny homes mm -hmm. and go in there and see if I could live in one. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, when, when I saw I said, Dad, she did something that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then that's why I told her, congratulations, always wanted to do that. Exactly. You know, and when she does things, like, and right now she's going for her doctrine, mm -hmm. which I'm, very proud of that too. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think about like right now, like me, I, I tell everybody I don't have a degree. Um, and the reason why I don't, I had the opportunity to was like I had other opportunities I could do. I, I was probably out of all the grandchildren, I was the one that was fucking up the most, which is crazy. Um, because it's Sparky, cut it out. Hey, but for me, like you know, I went to West Virginia, then you know, I was chasing a girl, yeah, then I came home, but at least then, you went to job cool, yeah. Yeah, I, I and was, you got a trade that you you enjoy. Mm -hmm. You know, you you don't always have to go to college and get uh, um um master degree and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's the point of doing something in life that you enjoy doing and work at it and make a success living on it. Mm -hmm. And if if you look at everything going forward, like you know, I can say all all of your grandchildren succeed at what they do. Both, you know, yeah, all three have all the three that are living. They both all three have degrees. They all right now could do whatever they want. They could move to, you know, Chicago, to Philadelphia, to California if they wanted to. Yeah. And they'd be happy doing that. So it, it makes me feel good knowing that, like, that that's a product of you. That's a product of their parents. It's a product of, honestly, mm -hmm. their hard work. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping personally that they make you proud 
Oh, they do make me proud. I'm proud because during this pandemic, mm-hmm. all of them, all everybody have kept their jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, th- that, and that and that says a lot. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. So, you know, w- with with that uh, being said, you know, and, you know, a lot of people be like, you know, favorite grandchildren. I know you mentioned this before. There are no, I'm just trying to clear everything up for people. There is no favorite grandchild. No, I like, love every one of my grandchildren. But I love each one of them different. Exactly. Okay. So, but moving from that though, um, we, with it being Mother's Day, I guess we have to get to the actual Mother's Day question. Mm-hmm. So, what's the most rewarding experience of being a mother? Hmm. Hey. To look around and, and see on Mother's Day. Hmm. Look what. You know, when everybody was, I put it like this, Mother Day to me is, people say it's a gift. Mm-hmm. It's not a gift for me. Mm-hmm. So It's picking up the phone, happy Mother Day, happy auntie, happy, mm-hmm. birth, happy, happy Mother Day auntie. That means more to me than any money present, any flowers, even though I love my flowers. Mm-hmm. But that one, that voice telling me happy Mother Day. Mm-hmm. I am glad you are here again this year means more to me than anything that's in the world. Fact. I, material stuff, I, I'm i not a material person. Mm-hmm. Give me one flower and I'm happy as I don't know what. And what's your favorite flower? Anything. Anything. I love all flowers. Okay. Because I like to see them, like to touch my flowers. Mm-hmm. Don't give me flower when I'm gone because I don't know how they, what they look like. Mm-hmm. You know, and you save your money and save your money and put it in some other something else. Because like I tell everybody, you can't see those flowers Mm-mm. and you sure can't you, you sure can't take it with you. Exactly. Mm-mm. Now, I guess my next question is, do you think that having children and being a mother made you a better woman? Yes. And why is that? Because I know. Before I got married if I had not got married and had children even if I had got married and didn't have no children woo, oh, grandma boy. wouldn't have been grandma you would have had a hot girl summer huh oh no I'd have been I, I don't know because I was I'm telling you I was on a on a on a highway at 80 miles an hour mm. And then I got pregnant with my son. Mm-hmm. Then I came down to 25 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And being a mom told you, it's like, you know what? Like, there's more being, life. And being a mother, it was like, I asked, whenever I knew I was pregnant, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that I didn't get the love I wanted from, mm-hmm. from everywhere, my mom and all that, my brother and sister, mm-hmm. I just asked God for one thing. I asked when I was carrying him, I said, Lord, I don't know what this baby is. But I sure hope he's a son. <laughs> and uh, cause my mother told me that I should have a girl so that I would that I would have to <laughs> I get the same treatment mm-hmm. that I gave her. Mm-hmm. And I prayed for a son. And he gave me a son. I told him, I said, Lord, give me a son so I can so he can love me mm-hmm. unconditioned. Mm-hmm. And he did. Mm. Then the second time, mm-hmm. I said, Lord, let it be a boy. <laughs> you got my mom and I got a girl <laughs> the third time I asked for a boy and I got a girl mm-hmm. and my mother said I'm so glad that you got a girl and I hope she didn't say I hope they won't she said I hope that that, that child mm-hmm. will make you cry just like you made me cry mm. and, and I asked I said how did I make you cry she said you, she told me she said you have been so in your life, man, you have, and, and I tell people that nowadays, you are so impatient. I was so impatient. My mother said I didn't have time. I wouldn't, if you, if I told you I was coming to get, if I told you I said, I'm leaving at five minutes, and if you wasn't ready, I'll leave you. Mm. My mother said, Madden, you got to be patient. Until I had children, I wasn't patient at all. Mm. Mom, that's what she kept saying. I hope you have a girl. I hope you have a girl, cause you the girl will tend, make you patient. But 
I I pulled off. I lost. I had lost a lot of friends mm-hmm. by being impatient. I would walk. I would take and drive up to the house. If I say I'm be there in five minutes, and if I went there and blow that horn, if you didn't walk out that door and coming out that door and that door was open with your pocketbook or coming towards the car, I pull off and leave you. Mm-hmm. I pull. A, I lost a lot of friends like that. I would pull off and leave. They'd be walking towards the car, mm-hmm. and I was gone. And the only thing that made me patient was I thought about what my mother said when she was when, she, when I had her in the same house and and she had a stroke and I learned to be patient. She taught me how to be patient. Mm-hmm. So now I'm patient. I can sit here all day long and play solitaire and patient and wait the time tick 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 away mm-hmm. to lunchtime and dinner time. Okay. So I guess the last question is: What are some things that new mothers should appreciate about motherhood? Mm. That child they have can love them unconditional. Mm-hmm. That love they give from that child is unconditional. They can learn that from that child. Because mm-hmm. that, ch- that, that, that baby, when that baby comes to this world, will love that, the, the parents unconditional. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not, you, you know, they don't say, you got to do this for me. You got to do that for me. No. When they come in this world, all they want is love, treat, feed me, and clean me. Okay. And every mother that have a baby, let the baby talk to you. Because mm-hmm. that's all you carried them for nine months, so that baby can tell you a lot. Mm-hmm. That baby can tell you when I'm hungry. That baby can tell you when I'm, I'm, I'm sad. That baby can tell you all. Cause, and, and being a mother... Unless if you was a mother and you listen to your body, that baby can tell you when he's hungry. That baby can tell you when you're having heartburn. That baby can tell you when you need water. Mm-hmm. So when they become a mother, listen to the baby. Mm-hmm. Don't and, and whatever you do, don't be a, don't make the baby your friend. Let that baby know you. I'm the mama and you the baby. So is there any, you know, we're about to wrap it up. So is there anything you want to say? Any closing remarks, any statements you wanted to make or anything you wanted to say? To, to all the young mothers out there, please stop being your, your child's uh, friend. Be your child's parents first. And if you're going to be a friend, be a friend, but not a friend that hang out with, the, with her as a friend, him or her as a friend. That's okay. it. All right. So again, as you know, I guess we need to close by saying I love you, Grandma. I love everything you do. Thank you for being my grandmother. I love you too. I love all. I love all your friends, especially when call me Grandma. All of them. Mm-hmm. They don't call as much they should, but they they get around to. Of of course, Q. <laughs> I think she's talking to you, Darren. I think she's talking to you, Larnell. I think she's talking to you, uh, Rob. I think she's talking to you. Oh uh, yeah, well, Rob. I ain't got my invitation yet either. Oh yeah, see, I, I, I'm gonna let that be. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna let him know. He'll, he'll hear it in playback. So, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to, you know, my grandmother and I, you know, just, you know, shooting the the shit if you want to call it that. Just talking for Mother's Day. Hopefully, you guys have a great Mother's Day with your parents. Appreciate them, regardless if it's your mom, your grandmother, your great grandmother, your wife, yes. your sister, your neighbor, your coworker, like. Show a little bit of appreciation to them. This is for the the fellas, you know, towards the ladies and the ladies towards the ladies as well. Um, we only get, you know, small windows of opportunity at this thing called life. So you need to appreciate what you have while it's here. And, you know, just like, you know, I can sit down with my grandmother and talk for an hour. You should be able to do it just as much. So until next year or actually until next episode, we will see you. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout. 
and save 75% on your subscription. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.